Welcome to Mythology Breakdown. We are two broke college kids who know nothing about mythology, but we strive to learn and teach others about mythology. That wasn't our old intro. No, because I changed it. Ooh. Ooh. It's getting all crazy. Uh, my name is Tony. And I'm Cece. Welcome. To Mythology Breakdown. I already said that. I'm saying it again because I'm really excited, okay? This is the first time we've recorded an episode in like six months. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I understand. This is mythology breakdown. This is mythology <laughs> breakdown. I'm sorry. Should we say it one more time? The people this at is, home, can you hear us? Uh, sure. Let's say it one more time. You ready? This, this is, is mythology, mythology breakdown. breakdown. Okay. <laughs> we sound. <laughs> we sound so cheesy. I know. Uh, okay. So what? What are we talking about today, Cece? Oh, we're skipping to that already. Oh, we are going straight into it. Ooh, okay. Well, um, instead of diving right into the nitty-gritty of mythology, today we wanted to do a really, really basic history lesson. Yes. We're going to talk about some ancient history, some old history, get some facts out there on the table, cannot be disputed, like, well... Some of it can be disputed, but everything can be disputed if you sit there and talk about it long enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to be breaking down some of the oldest um, formed civilizations, what a civilization is. Um, I'm going to be going into all of that. Tony, what are you going to be doing today? So I'm going to be talking about the oldest religions. So dating back a long ass time ago. A long ass time ago. A long time ass time ago. ago. Like 6th century BCE was the first ever recorded religion. What was that? 6th century BCE. Okay, so 600 BCE mm-hmm. was the first documented religion. That doesn't sound quite right. Uh, trust me, I did my research. All right, all right. You know what? This is why we're doing this podcast, because you know what? We're novices to mythology. Yes. This is a passion of ours, but we are not masters on the subject. Our goal is to learn right alongside you guys. Yes. So that's what our, that's what we're doing. That's why we're coming back, and that's why we're relaunching and not just coming back, because mm-hmm. we're probably going to go over some stuff that we've done before. And you know what? I just need you all to bear with us as we do that. Before we get going into some facts and history and some juicy, juicy tidbits of the humankind. Juicy tidbits. <laughs> Do you want to tell our podcast listeners at home what is so special about this relaunch? You didn't talk to me about this beforehand, you ass. Um... Um, we're literally live. <laughs> I know. Uh, so the reason why we're doing this relaunch is because Cece had the greatest idea of streaming our podcast Yay! as well. So every every time we release a new episode, of course, head over to Chaotix 722. That's C-H-A-O-T-I-X 722 on Twitch, and you will be able to find us. We, um, I, I stream, I'm a variety gamer streamer, so if you don't want notifications for every time I go live, you can turn those off. That's a special feature that I wanted to let our podcast listeners know about. 
Um, you can also watch my content. I think I've released some pretty cool content. But that's neither here nor there. That's not mythology page. Not to blow my own horn. <laughs> not to but, toot uh... my own horn. Toot toot. Yeah. Um, and this was us relaunching our podcast. It happened to coincide with our... Both of us becoming affiliates on Twitch. Tony, do you wanna do you wanna explain really briefly what affiliate is just for our podcast listeners? Yes. So an affiliate on Twitch, basically, uh, you get more stuff from the platform. Uh, you're able to get subscribers. Every subscriber, you get fifty percent of what they pay. Uh, so if they subscribe um, for ten months in a row, you get two dollars and fifty cents for ten months in a row. Uh, it doesn't pay you out immediately. It's $100, but uh, that's basically it. I mean, you get emotes, um, you get a little bit more stuff on Twitch that you didn't just downloading the app. Absolutely. So that is a, a goal. You have to hit certain criteria, and me and Tony just hit all of that criteria earlier this month on both of our separate accounts. And so... We're back, we're here, we're relaunching, everything just aligned, the stars were all in our favor, and I'm so, I'm just so excited. I feel like I said that so many times. Thanks, Isis. Thanks, Isis. That's uh, really bad uh, to say on Twitch. That is a very bad thing to say on Twitch. Uh, Isis is a... Uh, for, forewarning, Isis is a goddess, is an Egyptian the, yeah. goddess. Yeah. So uh, she's a mother goddess. Yes. I promise. Yes. Uh, she's watching over us with her <laughs> motherly love. Uh, okay. So let's get into it before I say any more. Uh, uh, before we up put things. our foot in mouth even more. <laughs> All right. Coming back. We're gonna have to cut that. No, I'm we're, keeping all. No, this we're in. definitely gonna have to cut that. Nope. Fuck you. I'm editing. Let's go. <laughs> Um, speaking of us recording on Twitch, that is going to be happening every Monday at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time or 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. Or 8.30 or 7.30. Was it 8.30? I don't fucking know. Yeah, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time and whatever. Am I starting off? You are starting because you have five pages worth of shit to talk about. And I only have three, actually not even a full three. So we're starting with yours first, then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back. Oh, okay. Well, then can you go to, I guess I can go to. Oh, yeah, I guess I could have changed to yours. Wow. What a great guy I am. Okay. I don't normally like using notes, but this was a lot of factual information. So I wanted to make sure that I got most of it right. Okay. Um, Once again, I am not an expert in this. This is stuff that I am learning as we teach it. Like, obviously I do my research beforehand, but I am not, not a professional. Not a professional. Okay. They understand that you're not a professional. Let's go. I'm stalling. Okay. (laughs) I know you're stalling. You're stalling because you're uh, concerned about your own well-being. Concerned about my own well-being. Yes. Heard. Okay. Ancient civilizations. I'm going to be talking ancient civilizations today, and I'm really, really excited about it. So really quickly, the term civilization is subjective, and 
we there's so much about history that we don't know that I wanted to give that disclaimer before I went into it because if you look into history and you look into more documents I'm sure that there are other ancient civilizations that I'm not going to get into today and there are other ancient civilizations that I'm not going to get into today I found some really cool ones though so a civilization is defined as the process by which a society or place reaches an advanced stage of social and cultural development and organization. That's awful. CC, do you want to I explain that for us? Heat definitions. <laughs> do you want to put it in layman's term? So pretty much, there are certain check check mark check check marks. Yes. Check check. <laughs> Mike, check check. Check boxes that you have to tick um, in order to be considered a civilization. You have to have, you know, so many people be in a a sedentary or the same kind of area for the same time. There's little bits, and I as I talk about each different place, I kind of go into why they what why they are considered a civilization, what they did that makes them so important, and what kind of exemplifies that group yes yes okay i think i have 10. it looks like you have 10 oldest civilizations yes so according to american anthropologists elman services for your classification a hunter-gatherer group is the base level of societal organization so once you have a group where they're separate you guys hunt you guys gather That's when you start to develop those societal bonds that I was talking about. Hmm. So a lot of these civilizations, you'll notice, start as maybe hunters or gatherers or harvesters. They do something that makes them, that gives them the ability to stay in one spot. Okay. And from there, they grow over time. This is mostly in timeline order, growing older as we go. Oh, you're growing older. Growing older. Okay, mine is going from oldest to newest. That's fine. Not not really even newest. We'll have that really nice. uh, We'll have that really nice diamond or not diamond shape, hourglass shape, because we'll go to like the oldest point in time, and then back to the newest point in time. Or would it be diamond? Uh. It would be what looks to be like a, like it would go like this, and then it would go like this. So I mean, get kind like of an like hourglass. hourglass. Yeah. Except See, it's not. Hourglasses don't have to be round. I, don't, I wasn't saying it was round. That's round. <laughs> okay. Okay, so one more warning. I'm so crap of pronouncing names. I looked up some of them. Crap. Crap. (laughs) I'm crap at pronunciation when it comes to words that I use in my day-to-day life. So bear with me. Okay. First, we've got the Akkadian Empire, which existed, ruled, prospered from about 2334 to 2154 BCE, and they were a chunk of the Mesopotamian Empire. So Mesopotamia is old and another episode for sure. And a lot of these, a lot of these I'm going to end with, this will be another episode. 
Because we're just doing brief overview today. Oh, yeah. And like I said, timeline. Timeline is important today. So they existed in what is today Iraq, Syria, and Turkey. And their most famous leader is a man named Sargon of oh shoot, Akkad, which I'm assuming is the Akkadian Empire. Akkad. I know, and then my freaking dialect messes with the way that I pronounce his words as well. Words as well. So, Sargon ruled from 2296 all the way until 2240. So, that's 56 years. That's a good long reign. Especially when you consider the fact that this was thousands of years ago. Yeah. Think of, like, life expectancy. That's something that I want to know more about, is life expectancy. That could be a next episode. (laughs) (laughs) so he is known for actually uniting the people of southern mesopotamia and that's important because mesopotamia while it was big it was very separated there wasn't a lot of unification so the fact that sargon was able to come in and connect a large group of people is what gave him like this notoriety and why He is so important to this Hmm. empire. The downside with unifying is that puts a big target on your back. So they started having some issues and they had competition and other smaller cities that were both striving to show their independence from the empire themselves and outside cities that, you know, didn't like what they got. I mean, once you, you know... Once you become the biggest thing around, you get some attention. Yeah. Despite this conflict, they were a more community-based society. Right. We have records that show how their progression has linked over time into today. They didn't have a ton of mythological deities, a ton of religious deities... But they did have four main ones. That is On, who is a sky god, and is that an N? Enlil, an air god, Nana, the moon god, and Utu, the sun god. Hmm. So their whole culture and community was about serving these gods. I mean, like, in a pretty serious sense. They also showed a close connection to Ishtar. Do you know about anything about Ishtar? Uh, isn't Ishtar a uh, Hindu-based uh, religion? Yeah, she is a sex and fertility-based. Yeah. And she's also associated with Easter. Easter, Ishtar. Just a fun connection. I like fun facts. They make me <laughs> happy. Um, so, one of their other super important achievements is they had a postal service. They were just out there sending letters to each other. That's awesome. I love it. It's amazing. All right. So that was 2334 to 2154 BCE. Now we're going to move to a bit of a larger empire. A bit? That's a... Have you guys ever heard of the ancient Egyptian empire? No, Cece, what is that? <laughs> well, 
It's an empire that existed from 3150 to about 323 BCE. Dates are subjective. Those are the consensual numbers that I seem to notice. Um, so some of their noted facts, they built the ancient pyramids. Egypt itself existed before this time period, but the empire really began once the upper and lower Egypt were united. Hmm. So they're technically the empire dates could be considered even further back depending on how you look at these communities. Right. Um, so they are the most well-known of ancient civilizations because of Egypt. Well, duh. Anybody who has listened to our podcast before today... Anyone who has listened to anything about history... Okay, yeah. ...has heard of Egypt. I mean... Egypt is not one of those things that's hidden by society. Oh, I know. (laughs) She's getting all worried. They are the most well-known of the ancient civilizations, and they were accomplished intellects, and they were also really accomplished architects. I know. Freaking shocking. Right. They built the pyramids. They had mathematics. They had medicine. They had irrigation. They had boats and literature. They were like really organized, which is why we know so much about them. That is such, such a blessing, honestly, because there's we're still finding out things every day about Egypt. Um, according to oldest.org, Egypt is responsible for mints, door locks, paper, alarm clocks, concrete, and more. Is that literally what it said on the website? Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> and more. And more. Simplified higher... High, oh, that's going to be a tough word for me to get out of my mouth. Hieroglyphs. Simplified hieroglyphs. There we go. I know how to say it. My word... My, my mouth doesn't know how to say it. <laughs> um, so, simplified hieroglyphs were the common writing tool... Not the hieroglyphs that we associate with Egypt. Hmm. So we associate a more formal writing system. There right. is, there was definitely a slang language that existed back then, which is really cool if you think about it. Like, not only did they have their own way of communication, they also were able to write each other notes in class. Hmm. They were like, you are cute. <laughs> With the letters U and R replacing the words U R. Did you know that the letters U and R can replace the words U and R? Futurama. So kings and rulers, really important. You ever heard of like, you know, emperors or yeah. anything like that? No, Cece. Explain to me, what is an emperor? So they're kings and rulers, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Sometimes the fact that I don't understand or sarcasm. <laughs> Tony, you're going to have a heck of a time. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun. This. I'm going to have so much fun with this. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So, most people know of the burials and the graves and the mummies and the hidden treasures and the ancient rulers of Egypt. 
but rulers were actually considered to be gods, like godlike. They were considered to be of Ra, who is the Egyptian sun god, and is like the end all of be all. He is super important. Yeah. And, uh, oh, not Horus. Oh my god. Ra. I'm out here spreading false information. Godlike, like Horus, who is also raw. Go listen to our episode on them. <laughs> there is there okay. Is let's so give much let's chaos. give let's give a little ba- backsight to what Egypt was. Okay, so in <laughs> fake news, I love it. Fake Thank news. you, Trip. Uh, okay, so. The back end of Egypt is really weird, like the the mythology aspect of it, because technically they are a monotheistic society, except each god is basically one god. Polytheistic, not monotheistic. Yeah, polytheistic, but uh, it's like Ra and Amun-Ra are two different people, but they're the same person. Yes. So it's and very singular, but it's polytheistic. The story of... I believe it's raw, if I'm recalling correctly, raw is the one that at the end of his story he becomes all the different gods. He has all these different personalities. Yeah. And so, so technically, you saying raw isn't a wrong thing, but it wasn't hypothetically right. Boom, taught. Let's go keep this going. This is why we do this podcast. <laughs> okay, so let's let's escape the confusing world of Egyptian mythology and talk about some Egyptian society. This is why I have so many pages of notes, because Egypt is the big bulk of it. Oh, good lord. What are they, like two and a half pages? No. Oh, okay. It's only this. It's oh, only another half of a page. It's not a big bulk. We're on page two now. Yeah, but there's only ten in total. I know. And an entire page is dedicated to Egypt. I know. So, early settling provides evidence of an agricultural, agriculturally-based society largely consisting of wheat and barley. The first Egyptian pyramid was built around 2630 BCE by Imhotep, which is a name that we see pop up a lot in media. Um, so, Imhotep built... The first Egyptian pyramid, 2630, and he was an architect, a priest, and a healer. But the most well-known pyramids, the one that we know about, the Great Pyramid and the one surrounding it. Yeah, the Pyramids of Giza. Those were built in 2589 to about 2566 BCE, with the construction of the Great Pyramid taking the longest... It took about 20 years and 100,000 men to build these pyramids. Damn. How many bones are in those pyramid walls, Tony? Uh, I don't know, but if uh, we get enough money, we'll just go to Egypt. Oh, yes. Let me just walk up to the pyramid and go, dust, dust, dust. You got any bones in there? I want to see your bones, triangle. (laughs) So this 20-year and 100,000 men claim is actually from Herodotus, who is a Greek historian. He's like one of those big names that you're going to see pop up again and again and again. 
Yeah. So don't worry. We'll go into more detail on him at some point, I'm sure. So, <laughs> peace followed this initial unification for many years. But as they started building these pyramids and there started to be more of this divide between the the haves and the have-nots, the luxury and the rich, they started to take over. There started to be some issues. Um, the old kingdoms started dwindling and eventually conflict hit in about 2181 BCE. And two separate kingdoms emerged. So basically lower upper Egypt again, but it's just two separate kingdoms, not quite sure where exactly they were located. Right. Um around 2055 BCE, Egypt was reunited by Theban prince Mentuhotep. Mentuhotep. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. All right. This was followed by another period of fertility and flourishing and diplomat d- diplomacy, trade, all of this starts happening. You can see how they've kind of evolved as a society from this first one where they were all about, you know, building architecture and now it's kind of expanded into more trades and right. little things. Well, um, that didn't last very long. Around 1797 BCE, there becomes a revolving door of rulers. No one can stay in command. It's chaos, which not the good kind of chaos, not my kind of chaos. This is like crazy chaos. Kings couldn't control their people, and people couldn't control other people. There was just a lot of fighting. So have you started to notice the pattern that Egypt had where it's like, really prosperous and then really crappy and then really prosperous and then really crappy yes can you guess what happens next hmm are they in their crappy stage yeah they're in their crappy stage right now i'm assuming they prosper yes (laughs) oh good god (laughs) um amos the first reunited egypt around 1567 bce Heading a generation that had great success, especially in military pursuits. So we are seeing another evolutionary step in the form of military. Organized military. And not just hunter-gatherers. Hmm. So that's an interesting little tidbit. So the story of Moses in the Bible supposedly takes place around 1304 to 1237 B.C., um, I'm really interested to start looking into the Bible and timelines. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. But Moses is in there somewhere. So burials also made a transformation during this third period of prosperity. And burials evolved from these pyramids to the underground, you know, burial pits. Right. That... We, they've actually done a lot of unearthing of lately. It's really interesting. But they, so burials transformed. And this is where we get Egypt. Egypt as we know it. Egypt as we see it. This is where you get the mummies and the grave robbing and the superstitions and all that kind of stuff. This is where all of this starts to pick up. This third period seems to be this, this where everything gets big. Right. 
And there is a couple more like downfalls and ups in there, but for the most part, things stay pretty good. They just get better and better. Their politics evolve, their society evolves, their culture evolves, they start having more organized religion. And around 1085 BC, we start getting govern like local government, so they start becoming more of what we see today, where there's, you know, one big leader, a bunch of smaller leaders. Right. It's like the trickle-down effect. Yes, the trickle-down effect. And um, Alexander the... And this is how it stays. Okay. Okay, this is how it stays. I did a really bad job of cutting up my notes, by the way. Um, I asked if you were... Fair disclosure, I asked if she was ready. She told me yes. That was a lie. I thought that I was. But I, and my notes are good. I just didn't separate them very well. I, I know. I just took notes. Normally, I take my notes differently. I don't like doing it on a computer. I get I'm that. not doing it again. I, I understand that. <laughs> I like doing them on a computer. Things pretty much nothing crazy happens in Egypt until you hit about 332, which, if you remember, is about the same number as when it ended. Well, Alexander the Great, this is when he comes in and says, Hello, Egypt is mine now. Hmm. And that ends the Egyptian Empire. He conquers Egypt, his people take over the government, and then about 31 BCE, Cleopatra surrenders Egypt to Octavian and it officially ends the Egyptian Empire for good. Hmm. So that's a good chunk of time. That was, a, that, you know, three, how many is it? 3,000? I need you to go up. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Don't touch things. <laughs> 3150 yeah. to 323 BCE. So exactly. So about... Just under 3,000 years. 3,000 years, which is a good chunk of time. And you yeah. know what? Those are rookie numbers. Rookie numbers, people. All right. We've still got a couple more before we get into the crazy big numbers. But we're going to stick in same era slightly different area of the world. We're going to move over to Pakistan and Northwest India to the Indus Valley from 3300 to 1300 BCE. So that's 2200 or 2000 years. 2200 years. Good math. 2000 years. It's a good chunk of time. That is. However, there is evidence that suggests that people existed and started settling there as early as about 7,000 BCE. Mm. This is when my notes start to get more organized. Okay. And um, people continued to exist there all the way until 600 BCE. So the timeline... And that's why I say that all the timelines, every number that I give you guys, it's all relative. Yeah. We don't know. That's the unfortunate thing is we don't know. That's why we're learning. Yes, that's why we're learning. That's why we're doing this podcast and making a timeline and figuring out who is humans. Who is humans? <laughs> who, who is humans? Who humans are. Who human be. Okay. <laughs> In this valley. 
7,000 BCE until 600 BCE. Let's go. <laughs> so their most notable achievement is their systems of weights and measurements. They lived in modern-day Pakistan and India. They had urban planning, water supply systems, drain systems, and non-residential buildings. This is interesting because it shows that their society had developed beyond basic necessities, and that's really cool. So they have, like, you know, because most, most of these societies, they've got, like, living huts. Yeah. These, it sounds like there's more buildings. And I'm not talking about, like, a barber. I'm not talking about yeah, like houses modern conveniences. And, yeah. I'm talking about they probably had, you know, like a religious building. They probably had government or you know some form of government buildings. That is one of the marks of civilization. Like I was saying earlier, is these permanent structures. The more permanent the structure, the more stable the civilization is. Right. It is suggested that they had a central government and not a dictator, such as a king. That's a fun fact. (laughs) Um, They are compared to Mesopotamia and Egypt in terms of expansion and size, but since Egypt and Mesopotamia were discovered first, we don't hear as much about this Indus Valley. Like, I hadn't ever heard of it until I started doing my own research. The other thing that kind of sets them apart from Mesopotamia and Egypt is the people weren't really showy. They had, they were artisans, farmers, and merchants, yes, but they didn't have palaces or a military or anything that kind of sets them, you know, puts them on the map. Okay. So, you know, with Egypt, they did so much fighting that you're going to find stuff all over the place. These guys weren't like that. They didn't have palaces, so they didn't have, like, the big buildings either. There is no evidence of a central government itself, but local officials, like I was saying, there wasn't really kings. It was kind of run by the people. The uniformity found throughout the cities between these officials leads archaeologists to, oh my god, I can't read the notes. That's my issue. Here, watch this. You ready for this? Oh my god. It's so much better. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I am the electronic person in the house. Okay. So the uniformity found throughout these ancient cities and these governments leads archaeologists to believe that there must have been some form of government that connected all of these little communities. Right. Because there was such uniformity in them. Um, soapstone seals were used as trade identifiers, so they did have, you know, little soapstone, I don't even know, stamp I, I kind you. of things. Yeah. That they would use to separate their goods, another indicator of civilization, you know, having individual belongings, but and like having a bartering system. Okay. Yep. That's another one of the civilization ticks. So one further thing that sets them apart from Mesopotamia and Egypt is that they didn't have a bunch of religious leanings. 
There is evidence of a mother goddess and a horned male consort that's surrounded by animals. But beyond that, we really don't know a ton about them. And it's mostly just pure speculation on what's what happened. Understood. So that's in, so <laughs> not having the belief system is another thing that just kind of puts it off the map because that's kind of like a a minus point on the civilization scale. Right. What makes a great civilization? I'm changing my subject. I'm changing. I'm changing my criteria constantly. I'm killing it. You would be a terrible dictator and or leader. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. So we are done with that one, apparently. We're done with that one. <laughs> done with that one. So, yeah, they got lots of good checkpoints. Not having a religion. Bumps them down a peg. But they were still pretty cool. Yeah. I like a, I like a government that's run by the people. By the people, people for the people. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we are a couple of. Uh, We're married. Yeah, as you can't tell. Okay, moving on. Nortachico, which existed from four thousand all the way until eighteen hundred BCE, and it existed in modern day Peru. Hmm. It is the oldest known American civilization, and they were not a culture of art. I say this because it's subjective. Yeah. They did have a lot of architectural knowledge, and they're known for these really large sunken circle plazas. <laughs> and they, there have been six pyramids found in the city of Corral, which makes them the oldest pyramids found other than Egypt, and they were built around the same time. You're talking with your hands. I know. <laughs> okay. They are our proof that there is no one civilization that paved our way to modern, modernity. Every little group of people that ever settled has helped transform today. Because I can see that. They're, they were a civilization, but they were... They were different. They were also a very peaceful group. They supported each other, and they lived in large groups, like family housing kind of situations. Hmm. They are another religion that is not super huge, but there is evidence of a staff god with fangs, a hood, and he was leery. Um... They showed their devotion through their architecture rather than through art and writing. So, in terms of civilization, they got some big thing going for them in terms of architecture, which is why they're considered an ancient civilization. Um, even though they don't have a ton of art and religion and stuff like that, their architecture is what sets them apart. And they existed for about, what, 2200 years? Yeah. Not a bad chunk of change. Not a bad chunk of time. Especially for, for a bunch of architects. Now, now this is when we start getting into the big numbers. <clears throat> Let's talk about Mesopotamia for a second. So Mesopotamia existed from approximately 6500 to about 539 BCE. 
in modern-day Iraq. It is arguably one of the most famous ancient civilizations of all time. They literally invented the wheel. They were cultures and communities that began to inhabit the area all the way back in 10,000 BCE. They started to settle and grow crops around 8,000 BCE, and by 6,500 BCE, trade, agriculture, and sedentary communities combined to create the first urban setting. Hmm. So this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier when I was talking how the numbers are subjective because people obviously existed and settled there before this time. Right. But they didn't check off enough of the official check marks to become an official civilization until about 6500 BCE when they start having the trade and the agriculture and farming, hunting, gathering communities, stuff like that. That's what seems to mark a great civilization is when you have all the little things that put together so trade industries that were invented included weaving leather work metal work masonry pottery like we're getting into some detailed stuff <laughs> the first wheel not for transportation it was a pottery wheel which actually makes sense when you think about it yeah people carried things you know on their heads and their arms you didn't you know you don't think about needing to push things in front of you you used to invent it yeah they worked with clay they realized if you can spin a circle faster you can form the clay better makes sense it's fascinating the way that the human brain works absolutely fascinating okay so they also invented one of the first writing systems called cuneiform all the way back in 3200 BCE. Hmm. So one of the things that separates them in Egypt is their lack of a cultural society. They were not a unified people. One of the key differences between them and Egypt is their lack of cultural society. They were not a unified people, but accomplishments that come from them are numerous. So this is what I mean when I say that there's certain check marks, but there's also like, like we'll give you a pass for this one. It's all subjective. Everything is subjective. Right. Um, since they have so many accomplishments though between these little groups and certain things that connect all these little groups, that's what makes them a great ancient civilization. Their name means between two rivers. And men and women were almost equal, which is something that's interesting when you look at the evolution of society. <laughs> they tended to work in agricultural type fields. They were very much so an agricultural community. And their special identification were uh, little cylinder seals that would be placed on cuneiform tablets. So... We'll include some pictures on our Instagram or something. Um, but what I'm imagining is little, like, imprints. So, I'm not quite sure. They're like st like uh, documented stamps. Yeah, documented stamps. Like, uh, someone walks up to you and hits pass on your, on your test. Exactly. It's literally a stamp. Yes. 
And they these were little cylindrical ones. Like I said, we'll post some pictures on our Instagram. Um, they even had receipts. And this is one of my favorite fun facts out of everything that we found. There is a receipt for beer from 2050 BCE. That's awesome. Okay, so they also had step pyramids in the center of every city where they would worship the city's patron deity. What? What are you doing, step pyramid? <laughs> I hate you. Homes were made of reeds or clay, and that's it. I just ended all my notes without wrapping any of it up. Uh, no, it says right here. We will go into we more go... detail on Mesopotamia over time. Uh-huh. So, that is one of those ones where we're going to come back to, and there is so much more that we could write about it. <laughs> I love you. There's a lot of information. Oh, here's the Giahu one. It's not in... So we didn't talk about it. We didn't it. talk about it yet. You're and a liar. In, and it's in China. It's in China. And it existed from 7,000 to 5,700 BCE. So there's not a ton that we know about that. A lot of pyramids... Okay, hold up. A lot of pyramids in China, Mongolia area, some say they date older than the... Oh, yeah, with which this right here, 7,500 BCE. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely older. That's awesome. There That's an awesome is, information trip. Well, there, there's... Um, I didn't find anything about pyramids yet, but I'm interested to fact-check you on that, for sure. D don't say it like that. No, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm all about the fact-checking, man. <laughs> okay. So, there's not a ton that we know about them. They didn't exist for a super long time. They, there's just not a lot there. But we did find writing and instruments, so that's really cool. There is some evidence of writing. They also produced the world's oldest wine. So they found wine from like 7,000 BC. Can you imagine how cursed that wine is? Or how good it is? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Let me drink the 7,000-year-old wine, please. Actually, now it would be 9,022. So the interesting thing about these sites that they found with this society, the Yahoo Society, is um, they find lots of flutes. Lots of flutes made out of bones. Nice. That's a lot of bones. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> they didn't actually write a ton. And I mentioned that they found writing. They had 16 different symbols that they used for a variety of purposes. Hmm. Um, this suggests that they were rather signs than writing. So that was, you know, like most people know, this means be quiet. Right. It was that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, there and... We're not really sure what happened. Evidence suggests that there was a flood in the area around the time. But they may have been able to escape. 
because they don't find a lot of personal belongings. So everything is really vague when it comes to this. Hmm. Like, either these people lived very, very sparsely, and they just lived with the bare minimum, or they were able to escape, and they evolved into another group of people somehow. Hmm. Very interesting. I am going to be straight up honest with you guys. I don't know a ton about Chinese history, so I can't tell you much. Same. Just being real. <laughs> um, then we've got... Ooh, and this is going to be rough because I don't know Africa... African pronunciations is can you tech can you highlight it and see if I I didn't look up the pronunciation for this one it's probably Ayin Ayin Gazal <sighs> let's not worry about it okay um I apologize if I pronounced it wrong but Ayin Gazal existed from 7200 to about 5000 BCE the name means spring of the gazelle hmm. and I find that Beautiful. They exist in modern-day Amman, Jordan. They were a really early farming community that made some of the oldest human statues that have been found. They have found about 15 statues and 15 busts in the area that have children, men, and women depicted on them. As a farming community, they grew lots of wheat, barley, peas, lentils, and chickpeas, and they also hunted a wide variety of meats. So here we have your hunter-farmer community. Okay. Um, meats that they hunted include gazelle, deer, pigs, foxes, and hares. Very stringy diet. Yeah. <laughs> Only one person was buried every 15 to 20 years, according to evidence that's been found. Every other person was just put into the garbage, which is really sad. And there was nothing more on it besides that. What? They were just thrown in the garbage? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold up. I was using a couple of different sites, and I thought I read over it, but I'm reading conflicting information. Oh, Cece's giving off bad information. No, no, no. I am trusting the .org.net websites, and they're giving me conflicting information. But that's why I was saying that all these dates are subjective. I know. And all these civil and all these numbers, numbers don't mean a dang thing. Give me general times at this point. God. Okay. I'm getting so angry about this. So this community existed far longer than 5,000 BC. There we go. They. They. They did enter the area around 7500 BCE and they started off as a really really small community okay they started off with just like a few hundred people which is you know they just started checking off the tick tick the tick boxes yes checking off the tick boxes 
this little settlement existed on about 30 acres of land with the 300 people that existed in 7500 BCE. Yeah. And on about 30 acres of land. Um, and over the next 600 years, the population grew to about 6,000 people. Oh, wait. No, this is... Guys, I'm going to be perfectly candid with you. This is why I write my notes out. Because I have a problem with numbers. And I have I have to have them written out. I it's I just have I'm having a really hard time with all these dates. There is a lot of dates. It's okay. We understand. So my original numbers were right. Okay. 7500 to 5000. Okay. BCE is when this civilization existed. They started off as a small community of about 300 people that existed on 30 acres of land. Okay? Okay. I, right. I, we get it. However, over the next 600 years, the population grew to about 6,000. 6,000 people, yes. 6,000 people. Oh, living on 30 acres of land. All of that chaos was over that one sentence. <laughs> that was about 10 minutes of chaos. Over that one sentence. <sighs> okay, fun fact. Fun fact, there is some evidence that suggests that the dead were buried underneath their houses. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty about cool. haunted houses. Um, speaking of people that bury their dead underneath their houses, the next civilization that we're going to be talking about is the Chato Hayuk Society, which existed from, again, about 7500 to 5700 BCE in modern-day Turkey in... I, I hate, I in hate southern typing. Anatolia. I hate typing. <laughs> Evidence has been found that shows social organization, one of the first civilizations to become stationary and begin to produce. So they were a really large group with about five to 7,000 people at any given time, which is a big number of people to be, like, maintaining. Right. Um, they lived in cluster housing, which they kept clean. They disposed of the waste. And, like I said, they buried their dead underneath the floor. But, you know, you can't be... And no, we're not all perfect. Right. They also had art, paintings, sculpting, and they used plasters on skulls to recreate the faces. So, not only did they bury their dead underneath the houses, they removed the skull and plastered the face and displayed it in their homes. That's weird. But, it's also culturally appropriate... So, good for them. This civilization is a prime example of nomads becoming settlers. Their, their cluster housing that I was talking about, they were all connected. So they traveled using the roofs, and they would have holes in the roofs to get into their houses, which would suck when it rained, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah probably. 
Um, so children were treated with more care when they died than the regular bodies that were buried underneath the houses. They were buried covered with beads. Children were buried covered in beads, which indicates that their society had evolved to the point where they needed children to continue producing. They had enough work that they needed to keep having lots of children, which is why you notice, especially like, this is why, it's why you have a ton of kids. Right. Because if the kids don't live for very long, you need a lot of them. Yeah. So a children, a child dying was a very big deal in this society because it meant that there was, you know, one less worker, one less producer. It's sad but true. But it's also sweet that they give their, you know, children better care than just burying them underneath the house. I keep coming back to that because I can't get over it. Okay. Let's keep going. Every house was covered in art and decoration and paintings on walls and pottery. These people were so freaking creative that not only did they have all of that and the plaster skulls of their dead family... <laughs> They oh. also would do the same thing to animal schools and display them on their property. Oh, good lord, okay. Let's talk about the Aboriginal Australians for a second. Okay. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Okay, no. <laughs> we only got two more left. Oh, thank God. And they're both short ones. And then we get a break. So they existed from 50,000 years ago all the way until now. They still exist today. However, there is evidence and they can trace their ancestry back to 75,000 years ago. That's a long time. They actually did a study where they took 111 people and they were able to trace every single one of those people from the tribe, the Aboriginal tribe, back to one single person from 75,000 years ago. That's weird. It is so fascinating. Oh, 50,000 years ago. Sorry, not 75,000 years ago. Uh, but still... But 50,000 years ago, 111 people connected to this one man in the same tribe. So there's evidence that they didn't settle in Australia until 40,000 to 3,100 years ago. And in fact, they migrated from Southeast Asia. And that part of their early settlers also migrated from Africa. Because hmm. now we're getting back to the really, really, really old civilizations. Right. These are the first human beings. The original tribes from Africa, like this is their uh, descendants, is the word that I'm looking for here. Damn. And the ancients, like this is, these are the ancient, ancient people that we're talking about, which is why it's so fascinating and why I didn't want to go a ton into it besides just giving raw, hard dates because it's so interesting to me. Right. So the settlers from Africa may have arrived in the area about 65,000 to 70,000 years ago. This, So we've now got, as early as 75, we've got um, African immigrants... Or not immigrants is not the word I'm looking for. Nomads? African? It would be nomads because they're not African nomads migrating at about 70 to 65,000 years ago. 
And then you've got people coming over from Asia at about 40,000 years ago. Hmm. So already at this point, we've hit 25,000 years, and they haven't even really become a unified society yet. Weird. Okay. I don't feel comfortable saying that any of these are concrete numbers. I want to put that out there. I literally have it written in my notes that I wanted to specify that. We have said that now like 10 times. I don't since the care. Of this uh, episode. So, what's so fascinating and why these people have existed and lasted for so long is because they have not changed. They found what works, they stuck with it. They found what works and they stuck with it. They found what works. And they stuck with it. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Are we ready to talk about the oldest known civilization? Yes. So around 140,000 years ago, the sand people... The sand people? No, the sand (laughs) people, or the San people, appeared in southern Africa around Botswana, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. The people who live there today are descendants of the original haplogroups or human groups. Like I was talking about, those those really, really old people, the very, very, very first humans. Yeah. These are their descendants. Hmm. So, once again, there's an argument that these guys are even older than, you know, because they can trace themselves back. They can, they can right. do all of that. Um, they are the oldest known civilization in the world. They are hunter-gatherers, and they continue these traditions today. Kind of. Because, you know... But there are still people in their communities that practice the very ancient traditional beliefs. So that's really, really, really cool that, you know, we've got these people that have been hunters and gatherers, and that's just what they do. Hmm. Cool science evidence... Cool science evidence... What? (laughs) Cool science evidence. They have traced genetic markers and found that due to the variety, they are the most genetically diverse and therefore oldest continuous population in existence. Holy shit. Yes. (laughs) That's my cool (laughs) science evidence. Uh, That, wow. Rock art from 30,000 different locations have been found from these people. The oldest one of these rock locations is 26,000 years old. 26,000 years old. That's that's pretty old. <sighs> they, um, they're the original clicking language. You know, the Af- have you ever heard any of the African clicking languages? Yeah. Yeah, they originated from that, and a lot of the dialects evolved from their original language. Damn. And that's it. That's 10 of the oldest civilizations, and guess what? That was a lot of information, and you know what? I'm really sorry, guys, that I just rambled, but hopefully our dear people over on our podcast apps don't have to listen to as much of that ramble, because we did warn y'all over on Twitch when we first started how this was going to be. It's been six months since we've recorded, y'all. Yes. Okay. So we are going to take a little bit of a break we are, yes, just like five minutes. I need water. Yes. I just put water in the water purifier and put it in the fridge. So it's now cold. And we are back. Well, technically Recording. we didn't go on break on podcast. Well, whatever. Uh, 
podcast people, we took a we took a break. We took uh, a little bit of a break. Yeah. Maybe Tony can. That's why there's that awkward cut right there. Yep. <laughs> um, so Tony's gonna take over now. He's gonna <laughs> give us some awesome information, and I'm gonna provide some witty. Uh, what are you doing, Step Pyramid? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, history of religion is what I'm talking about. Uh, but this time, I'm not going from newest to oldest. I'm going from oldest to newest. All right, let's do this. All right. So the oldest forms of worship in the world are ancestor worship, shamanism, and animism. Do I know what those are? Yes, I will explain them soon. Uh, which are thought, thought to date back to at least around 300,000 BCE. Okay. Thought. That's why I said that the first documented ones are from like the 6th century. Uh, or at least the most popular documented ones. Well, yeah, this is why we've kept saying over and over again that dates are subjective. Exactly. All of this is subjective. I mean, we, as a society, can only do so much. We're only so far advanced. Yeah. It'll take hundreds of more years to finally find... If we ever figure it out. evidence, yeah. It's just one of the great mysteries of life. The oldest religions that are still widely practiced are Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, Taoism, and Jainism. Uh, Hinduism originated in India. Uh, Jainism and Buddhism originated in Nepal, uh, Judaism in Israel, and Taoism in China. Uh, Shintoism, which I didn't say in my list, uh, was a Japanese spiritual practice that is still practiced today, but dates back even further. Okay. So, long-ass time ago. Old, old, old. Uh, but is not strictly speaking a religion. Other incredibly old forms of worship include pantheism, Zo- <laughs> this is a hard one, Zoroastrianism, and Confucianism. Zoroastrianism? Uh-huh. Do you explain that at all? Uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, early forms of worship, uh, some pre-organized forms of religion generally centered on rituals, uh, ancestor worships, shamanism, and animism. Uh, so animism or animism is, uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly (laughs) what I thought when I was writing this down, like three weeks ago. Uh, animism is the belief that all things have a soul or a spirit. Mm -hmm. Shamanism is the practice of a selected person going into an altered state of consciousness to communicate with spirits or animals. Uh, it was widely practiced and is thought to be evidenced by cave paintings dating back to 320,000 BCE. Hmm. Okay. So, this is old. Uh, as cities began to develop, god and, goss- god-, god and goddess worship became more common around 35,000 BCE. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because that's when we start getting these, these civilizations, mm-hmm. these... Um, settled group of communities. Yep. Exactly. See? All the timelines. It all lines up. Many figurines shaped like women began to be created, which are thought to have been used in a form of goddess worship. Shinto practices began to develop in Japan around 14,000 BCE, though they were not codified up until the 8th century. CE. 
Not C-E. even BCE. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, about 800 CE is when they were finally, like, codified. Uh, in 9130 BCE, the first known man-made temple was built called Gobe- or Gobekli Cave. Wow. Gobekli Tepe. I have no idea what that means because I didn't search it up. Uh, it was apparently used in shamanistic or animistic worship. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now I get into organized religion. Organized religion heard. Yes. So polytheism. Uh, it is the belief in many gods and goddesses, as we explained earlier with the Egyptian. Uh, it was practiced by a number of societies, including the Sumerians, ancient Egyptians, ancient Greeks, ancient Romans, ancient Chinese, and the Celts. Though all these societies worship differently, polytheistic religions do tend to have similar types of deities. Creator deities, water deities, mother goddesses, and love deities. For instance, if you are just now joining us for the first time ever in our podcast, uh, Isis was a mother deity in ancient Egypt, while Ninsun served a similar role in Sumerian culture, as did Gaia in Greek, and Mazu in China. There's a lot of them. Uh, Mazu in China, Poseidon in Greek, Neptune in Rome, and Lur in the Celtic tradition were all water deities. L-I-R. It's literally Lur. Lur of the planet Omicron for CIA. <laughs> Alright, and that's the end of our podcast. I'm kidding. No. Uh, Hinduism. So here's when we get into the um, the oldest dated religions not thought to be dated but the oldest dated hinduism or like religion uh so hinduism is the oldest organized the third largest and the major religion of india it has no known founder as it was organized from a variety of traditional beliefs from diverse cultures and mythologies the roots of hinduism are thought to date back about five thousand years so not super long ago uh, Hinduism has two great theistic movements, the cult of Vishnu, called Vaishnavism, and the cult of Shiva, or, Shaiva, or Shaivism. Uh, it advocates commitment to Dharma, the ideal way of life. Mm-hmm. Hindus, or believers of Hinduism, believed in karma, uh, or the force of one's actions, and reincarnation, or the passage of a soul from one body to another. Which, reincarnation is dope. Uh, if I were to be reincarnated, I would come back as a flower. A flower? Yeah. Okay. Just so I could get stepped on more. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's dark. (laughs) Uh, Judaism. Uh, the religion of the Jews. Uh, it's considered the, the matrix for Christianity and Islam. Uh, with a history of over 4,000 years weird just it's weird just to think that organized religion is a is you know it's a pretty new thing if you think about it like a lot of uh, religious practices in the past were very much so done at the home maybe meeting together for you know large events but it was very much so a personal thing organized religion is very very new yeah that's that's why i look at it and i think Wow, these before stuff, the early forms of worship being 100,000 BCE, 300,000 BCE, and then you look at this and it's all like, oh, 
Christianity has only been around for 4,000 years. <laughs> it's, it just blows my mind. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Judaism is based on monotheism, the belief in one God or God. Uh, the Hebrew Bible, or the Old Testament in Christianity, is the fundamental source of Jewish belief. That's up for interpretation. Do whatever you want with it. Uh, let's see. Um, notably, its first five books, collectively called the Torah, uh, was the Jewish belief. Uh, Judaism follows a system of law called halakha, which regulates personal values, family relationships, social responsibility, and civil and criminal justice. So that's like when someone says that, isn't it, isn't Hala, maybe I'm wrong. Hala at you boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, oh no, kosher. Kosher is the word that I'm thinking of. I don't oh, know how I got there. I don't. I don't know uh, why you think I mean, halakha is kosher, because kosher is like, oh, you're kosher, like you're good. Boy, are we using two different styles of kosher right yes. now? Yes. Then what do you mean? I'm using the religious term kosher. I've never heard that term. Oh, okay. So kosher. <laughs> Boy, oh, I'm sorry, BB. <laughs> so kosher is, I, I, I don't know how exactly to explain it, but kosher is clean. Okay. So like, I think it's Jewish people. The they only will eat kosher foods. Like they don't eat pork because it's not kosher. That, okay. That's what I'm talking okay. about. That's what the hala, hala. However you pronounced it. Halakha. That's what that's what that's what made me make the connection. Okay. That makes with sense. With the kosher living. Yeah. So I think kosher living is part of it. Okay. Uh Buddhism. Uh that is the religion founded by Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, or the awakened one, in the sixth century BCE. Uh it was one of the most successful religious movements that spread throughout India and other Asian countries. Buddhism can be divided into two main branches, the more conservative Theravada, or the Way of the Elders, and the diverse and liberal Mahayana, or Great Vehicle. Why is it called the Great Vehicle? I have no idea. I looked for 30 plus minutes trying to find what the hell that meant. It might just be a weird translation that you found. Maybe, but that's all that I did find. Yeah, well, uh, that's weird. Buddhist... What? Well, just especially since like you couldn't find anything. It's the great vehicle. The great vehicle. <laughs> the wheel. Uh, Buddhist teaching is centered on the four noble truths: suffering or dukkha, desire as the cause of suffering, suffering can end, and existence of a way to end suffering. So basically, just don't suffer. Uh, is base what's this, what this is saying? Just don't suffer. Uh, Jainism is believed to be founded by. Mahavira in the 6th century BCE, though Jains, I don't know how to pronounce, Jains regard him as only the last of the Tirthamakras. Tirthamkras. There we go. My brain can't comprehend these big words. <laughs> I am a child. Um, or their 24 founders of the religion. 
The philosophy of Jainism is centered on the belief that every living thing has a soul, and thus it promotes non-injury to all life forms. Jainism is divided into two sects, the Svetambara and the Digambara. The Svetambaras wear white clothes, while the Digambaras are naked. Oh. <laughs> Jain monks, however, commonly wear cloths over their mouths to prevent them from unconsciously breathing in and accidentally causing injury to a living thing. Hmm. Crazy, huh? That's really fascinating. That's some dedication. Yeah. That's like, you know that episode of Futurama. Why is it always Futurama I don't know. Us? I don't know. But that episode of Futurama, when the dudes are like, don't clap your hands, there's millions of bacteria in your hands that'll cause life forms. That's basically what that is. Uh, next is Taoism. And last is Taoism. Uh, Taoism is thought to have been founded around the 3rd or 4th century BCE, which is when the primary text of Taoism, the Tao De Jing, dates back to... The author of the Tao Te Ching, Laozi, literally Laozi, L-A-O-Z-I, may have lived around the same time as Confucius, the founder of Confucianism. Those who practice Taoism try to live in accordance with the way of Tao, which is the completely indescribable source and flow of everything. So very spiritual. All right. Yes. Uh, now, other very old religions like, long-ass time ago, include Zoroastrianism, Confucianism, mystery cults, and paganism. Zoroastrianism is thought to have been founded around the 6th century BCE and is notable for being one of the first religions to use the concept of the struggle between good and evil. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, what's right and what's wrong? That's Zoroastrianism. Interesting. Uh, Confucianism, which is more of a philosophy than a religion, was founded by Confu Confucius in the 5th century BCE. It proposes that there is an ideal structure and hierarchy in the world. I lost my place. Uh, and that people have a moral obligation to fulfill their roles in that hierarchy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so rich people have to be rich. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, the people who run the sidewalk vendor on the side of the street, like, they have a moral obligation to do that. They can't stop doing that. Mystery cults took place primarily in ancient Greece and Rome, and involved the secret, usually ritual worship of specific gods and goddesses. Uh, notable mystery cults included the Eleusinian Mysteries, which centered on the goddesses Deme Demeter and Persephone. I almost said Demeter. <laughs> the cult of Isis, which was centered on the Egyptian goddess Isis, and later other similar goddesses, and the cult of Sibyl, who was a mother goddess figure. I don't know who this Sibeli or Sibel or Sibyl is. Uh, might be someone we haven't talked about before. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, what was the name? C-Y-B-E-L-E. -E. So it's either Sibyl, Sibel, or Sibeli. Not quite sure. I also thought of the cult of Dionysus. Yeah. A really important big cult of the time. Oh, too. yeah. Like, there's just a bunch of mystery cults. I only wrote down a few of them because I didn't want to spend 30 minutes talking about mystery cults. I know. <laughs> I know I have an issue. We're honestly, I mean, full disclosure, we're probably going to have to go back and re-record that first part of the podcast. And you know what? That's how things are sometimes. Yeah. We gave you guys... 
the first look into our craziness. Yes, that. (laughs) And we gave you guys a lot of information today. So you can do your own research because we don't want you guys to take what we say to heart. You know, like we've said, we are not experts. We want you guys to do your own research. So we'll provide you guys some of the stepping stones. Um, and uh, I promise that not episode, not every episode is going to be an info dump like this one. Yeah, this one was crazy only due to the fact that we are talking about the world's first civilizations. And we were talking lots of numbers. Yeah. So every every episode after this is going to be significantly less information. What is our goal for the future, Charlie? So at least I am wanting to go full swing back into this podcast series and reintroduce, reintroduce ourselves to the world of mythology as we did today. I'm wanting to gain a broader understanding of the timeline of our history and our mythology, as are you. Uh, and, I mean, I would like to learn about different civilizations, cultures, and people. We have so, so many things on our list of topics that we want to get into. So, so many things. We're going to be picking things out of the hat and trying to mix things up and give you guys so much fun information, so much knowledgeable information, so much information that I want to be honest with you, you probably won't ever need to use in real life. (laughs) But that's okay because it's fun facts and fun information. It's like me and the Pythagorean theorem. I haven't used that shit since high school. Oh, I'm sure you have. You just haven't (laughs) realized it. Um... So I just want to thank everyone again for joining us for our relaunch. It's been a crazy year of producing this for you guys, and I know that it was really tough not having content for six months because we're just amazing like that. But, for the people who don't know, we moved. We did! So since we are now no longer, as you can see, everything is different in here, uh, or for our podcast people, it might sound a little bit more echoey in here, uh, we just moved out of our tiny little house in Washington uh, over a few states. So we are now no longer in Washington. Uh, We're in Idaho. Yes. So we needed the time to get settled. Yes. So now we're here. We are settled. We are back into it. And you will see more episodes from us. So if you're interested in hanging out with us live on Twitch and recording with us, you can find me at... Chaotix722, that is C-H-A-O-T-I-X 722 at twitch.tv. We record every Monday at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. More time zones that I don't know because time is a social construct. If you're interested in supporting me and tell me, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash mythology breakdown. Um, we, we're on a bunch of different social media sites. If you just start looking us up, it's mythology breakdown pod or podcast for, um, Facebook, for Twitter, for Twitter, for Instagram. Instagram, for TikTok. We are we're still getting back into using all of those. So I'll give you some more information when we've got all that settled. We 
are relaunching, reworking. It's a process. And as long as you guys bear with us, we'll keep on trying to give you guys some awesome information. Now, shameless plug, if you want to go support me on Twitch, it's Tony on the Trombone. All one word. All one word. Just Tony on the Trombone. One word. And I stream basically every night uh, from, like, 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. So come hang out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so for the first time in months, until next time. <laughs> Which will be next week. Next week. <laughs> Not six months from now. I've been Cece. And I've been Tony. Have a good night. Hey, you've made it to the end of our podcast. Congratulations. I realized that I forgot to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you have ideas for episodes, things you want to hear from us, or if we got information wrong and you want to correct us, which we totally, totally want from you. If you want to contact us, you can do so at mythologybreakdownpod at gmail.com. So be sure you find us and get a hold of us because we want to hear from you guys. Thanks again and have a wonderful rest of your day.